Hey, Pubster, what's up? I'm Dexter from Pubs. Thank you for joining this podcast, Train Your Dog. Pubs promote positive interaction with animals and Pubs, your companion for life. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the clicker training and how we can utilize the clicker training to help us to stop unbe- uh, unwanted behavior and to build some new one. Right, there are six simple steps I would like to bring you through so that you can be an expert of clicker training. You can find us on our website www.pubs.com.sg Pubs as in P-U-P-S and you also can find us at uh, YouTube uh, the handler of Pubs Jamming Studio and also at uh, our own blog where we are at Pubs Blog Series. We are also available on Facebook Instagram and Twitter with the handler of Pups SG, which is P-U-P-S S-G. Now we are on our segment of uh, training tips for the day. Right, so today I'm going to touch on the one that I think is uh, quite uh, important to the daily routine of our dog. Right, the, the, the question is, what is a good daily routine for a dog? Right, so uh, one recommendation is, of course, do your daily walks, right? A 10 minutes, you know, of it, right? Uh, 10 minutes to play, uh, play time, 10 minutes for a quality game, for example, tossing on the ball, you know, and that will help the, the dog to be uh, uh, interested, right? So what we do, a, 10 min- uh, a daily walks, that will be important, a 10 minutes for a play, a 10 minutes for the game, right? And that, that is what uh, 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 your dog needs uh, for the day, right? And I hope you find it useful, right? And that will be sufficient. We do not need you to spend an hour to train your dog per time, right? Spending, teaching the dog in a multiple setting, I think is more beneficial and it's always good for the dog, which he has continuous attention from you and then helps to release that stress in the body to enjoy and to get simulate, uh, simulated right in that in that mind, in that physical, in that emotion, right. So that's the tips for the day. I hope you like it. Thank you for joining us for this week podcast. Uh, we are going to discuss on uh, the successful clicker training, right. So for this podcast, I'm going to give you six step uh, to ensure that you have a very successful training, right. But first, before we can do anything, we like to always uh, look at what do you mean by a clicker. Typically, a clicker will be something like a uh, mechanism in the box where when you click on it, you will have this click sound. Uh, this click sound will definitely provide your dog the, uh, the information he needs or the feedback he needs to understand that uh, the behavior that he has just done is something that you want. So, uh, first of all, we need to do the very first thing is to charge up the clicker. What do I mean by charging up uh, the clicker? Because the clicker itself is, it basically has no meaning uh, to the dog or to the training system. And until and then, you have associated uh, something good about the clicker. In this concept, uh, what we try and do is that every time the dog hears a click, he understands that the clicks predicts a reward. So the reward again can be food, can be play, uh, it can be toy, right, or it can be praise, right. So, but I, I think that is not the important part of training. Well, the important part of training is to basically provide uh, good information, uh, good feedback system to the dog, uh, which will allow the dog will then to be able to pick up the exercise as quick as possible. I'd like to bring uh, in, to, your, uh, to, to, to this discussion something that we local people here in Singapore, which we has always been very 
uh, are clear about this term, we call it the Tikam logic. Tikam logic basically is a concept where you will just try uh, your best to, uh, you know, it's basically a guesstimation type of concept. You know, you will guess, right? And uh, usually, if you use the Tikam logic or the guess guesstimates uh, concept, you will usually take a longer time to understand a concept, to understand a, a particular exercise, to understand a particular meaning, right? So what we hope to do is to help our dog to have a good head start and not by giving the dog the opportunity to guesstimate or to decum, right? We call it in the local term. <laughs> so what we want to do is to basically provide timely information, right? Timely feedback to the dog that the behavior that he just did or she just did is something that is, uh, is what the whole human owner wants. And that will be matched with a click and the click will end with a reward coming out. So that's how uh, what a clicker sounds like. So you can see that this is a very sharp and a good indicative. Let, let me just press it again to understand. So you can see that these are all very good, uh, uh, what you call, marker, right? Uh, so clicker, after we have basically charged up the clicker, uh, we use the clicker as a uh, mechanism to mark that behavior. That's why we say it's a marker, right? So we mark that good behavior to translate into a feedback to the dog that what you have just done. Uh, is something that is good. So every time when the good behavior being done, you will be hearing the click and then the food will be provided. Just imagine if you will click again and the food is provided and you click the third time and the food is being provided. So after three to five try, uh, the dog will basically understand right, that this behavior that he has just done uh, equates to a right behavior that he has, uh, that, that the owner actually is asking for it. And then by matching with that good behavior, uh, the consequence is positive. Right, so and you will be hearing a what we call a a marker, right, or a, a feedback that given to the dog that this behavior just that you just done has just earned you a, a reward. So the marker in particular, uh, as a clicker or a marker, are used uh, very pre uh, predominantly in the reward-based training uh, concept training. Uh, like for example, if you are if you are training a killer whale, uh, you hear the whistle as the marker. Uh, which it actually acts like a clicker, right? So instead of using the clicker to click, uh, you're using the whistle. So when the killer wheel goes for that jumps and hits the ball in the air, he hears the whistle. And that whistle predicts to the to the wheel that, you know, you have it done the correct behavior and then now come and takes the fish, right, as a reward. So that is actually part of the animal training that we are talking about. So in the in our context as dog trainers, uh, we use a clicker uh, typically is to uh, mark a good behavior uh, and to stop any bad behavior that is uh, progressing and that is uh, nurturing in that aspect. Uh, so we again, we are using it to feedback to the dog and then make sure the dog understands that whatever he does, uh, it has a part to play. And the consequence of that good behavior being matched with what is being asked for, right? You will be matched with a clicker, and with the clicks, and that predicts the uh, reward coming uh, along with it. So as I mentioned, uh, there are six steps for a uh, successful uh, clicker training, and these six simple steps uh, allow you to understand and appreciate the art of clicker training, and how is it uh, easy to learn and to use it to stop and solve bad behavior for your dog. So number one. Right, we look at the understanding of basic animal learning (ABC). Right, so uh, basic animal learning, right, uh, just uh, it just nicely fall in place uh, with this uh, alphabetical uh, order ABC. Right, A is what we call antecedent. Uh, however, 
to make it uh, more realistic to your part, uh, I would like to say that A actually uh, did, uh, it actually means that what you what you have asked right from the dog, right? So the B becomes the behavior that the dog gives give it to you, and then the C will be the consequence. So let's take an example of a sit exercise, right? So you all what what I will ask is a A, right? So I will say sit. So this is the A that I ask for, and I will wait for the behavior for the B, uh, for the part of the dog. Assuming the dog goes for a sit after I ask for it. So if A is equals to B, right, and then the consequence will be positive. And then what I do, I will use a clicker to click the behavior, right. So this tells the dog that he has done something correct, and then uh, reward is expecting, right. So this imagine if you have done this a, a good repetition of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times, right. After that, so many repetition, you realize that your dog understand that every time when you clicks and after time, every time when you have asked for the behavior and if the dog matches it correctly, he will be able to hear that confirmation, that feedback from you with the click, and then the reward is what you have promised. And that will build up the training system. Right. So number two, right, learn how to capture the uh, the behavior uh, precisely. Right. So here it calls for a little bit of um, what I call um, you know attention uh, from the part of the trainer. Again, when I say trainer, I doesn't mean uh, you are a dog trainer. I just means that because you train your dog, therefore you are called a dog trainer, right? Uh, and this is very important. Let's take example, right? Uh, let's take example when you are uh, taking a family photo. Let's say, right? And when the entire family sits on the chair on the couch, and then the cameraman was standing in front of you, will be say, "Are you ready?" Then you will say, okay, smile, right? And then you will click onto the camera to capture that picture. So just imagine with me, right? That click actually tells you that that is the perfect picture that you have taken, right? That you want to take for your dog for that particular behavior. So let's take example back to this sits position uh, that we are actually talking about in the earlier phase, right? So imagine when you ask for the A, you say sit, and the moment the butt of the dog hits the ground, and then you mark with a clicker. Yes, right? With the clicker click. It means that the perfect picture is when the marks of the dog hits the ground and it matches with the click. And that is like taking a very precise picture, right? To tell us to the dog that that behavior, what behavior we're talking about, that precise behavior of when his butt hits the ground is where he will get a click and then predicts a reward will be coming, right? So that is what we're talking about, understanding uh, to capture uh, the precise behavior. So one of the way we use to uh, sharpen our skill will be for example we take a, a anything that we can uh, maybe a rubber or maybe a pen you know so what I would like I would love to practice would be I will toss the, the, the pen in the air and then I will mark the moment the pen fell right so that's the marker point that I want to train myself to be uh, when I want to click is the moment instantaneous moment when the when the pen falls to the ground Right, so that is the, the behavior, uh, that precise behavior that I want you to learn how to click. Right, and the next step you can do, maybe uh, you shouldn't use a pen because after falling, uh, dropping the pen down on the ground for multiple times, you may have to buy a new one. Right, so let's take, we say it takes a rubber. Right, so we take a rubber, right, uh, eraser in the sense. Uh, what I will do is that I will toss this time again in the air and I will be aiming for the precise behavior when the rubber or the eraser hits the ground. That's the precise moment that I want to click. 
So I will toss, toss the eraser up in the air and I wait for the moment when the eraser hits the ground. That's where I mark with the click. And if I'm able to do that, then I'm training my eyes to first of all anticipate right that behavior. And when I once I have the eye to catch that right behavior, that's where I can train my brain to click and to capture the right behavior that my dog is all looking for it, right? So again, when the let's come back to the seat exercise. Right, so the moment the butt hits the ground, that's where you mark perfectly. Right, again, the dog will receive the feedback that what is the um, earning behavior. The earning behavior comes only when his butt hits the ground. And then you will be matched with a clicker and then you will then receive your reward as a good behavior that's been done. podcast is sponsored by Pups Dog Training. Pups is a positive dog training school. We train dogs from puppy to advance. Pups Training currently focuses on nurturing, training, educating and motivating our trainers to better equip themselves with skills, knowledge, experience to ensure continuing education and keeping abreast with the field of dog training. Our flagship programs include online cyber puppy training, life skills, dog obedience, behavioral modification, private one-on-one home-based training, and dog spots. So now learning the how to uh, precisely mark the behavior, which is one of the key importance. Uh, the step three that we are looking at would be powering up the clicker, right? As I just mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, uh, what we are, what we do is basically uh, to charge up uh, the clicker. So here we are talking about the term classical conditioning. Classical conditioning it actually means associating, right? So what I want to do is that every time when he hears the click. It's been paired with a delivery of the food. So if I do this over again multiple times, a, a, a set of 10, a set of 20, a set of 30, eventually what the dog learns is that every time he hears the click, it equals to a reward, right? So what I am I effectively doing? I'm doing a classical conditioning to the dog. So every time he hears the click, uh, all he wants to understand is that the food is coming along, right? And then what I will do, then I will then pair with the right behavior. Right, then that's where I basically put the uh, 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 this classical conditioning match with a actual behavior that I want from the dog. Right, that's how we will proceed on with uh, going to step four. Right, learn how to click on a correct behavior, and I think this is uh, relatively important, uh, especially for people like us who stays in the Asia, especially in Singapore. Uh, we are all as an Asian family. We are also trained to have an eye for error. Right. What I mean is that, for example, if someone falls to the ground, uh, falls on the sides of the road, uh, I guess what we will do is that uh, most of us will stop our car, you know, our behavior, uh, our vehicles, or you know, whatever we are doing, and then we just look as a bystander, right? Or we will what the most we will do is we will snap out, take out our handphone, and then we will snap for that uh, movement or candid camera, right? Instead of rushing over and say, 
you know, can I help you? Are you okay? Is there anything that I can help you to maybe stop the bleeding? Or can I call the ambulance for you? Or can I just bring you to your destination so that the, the person that is for is safe, right? So what that means to us is that we are all so quick uh, to capture error, right? And that has to be done, uh, has to be blamed on our, uh, our the way the way that we have all been brought up with, uh, we are all trained to be to be quick to look at uh, uh, error in behavior, uh, and being good is what is being expected, right? So when you do something bad, uh, it's like we were going to tell you that hey, you see, you just done something wrong, right? And we will make a big fuss for the wrong things that you have done, right? And when anyone that is being doing a good stuff, uh, and then we are all will be all in silence. It's like you know, these are all. This is what is being expected. So what do you what do you want? Do you need a pat on the back? Uh, as an Asian family, I can tell you, uh, my father will not pat my back, right? And if I did something wrong, definitely you know that that cane will be coming out, right? And what we call spare the rod, spoil the child, right? So that is the concept the Asian family we are all believing in, right? So today I want to my aim is to help you or to encourage you to change your uh, concept. Right? I'm not asking you to stop looking at the bad behavior, right? And what I'm asking you to do is to, uh, you know, if I, if what if I tell you, right, the same uh, effort, uh, the same effort that you put in to stare or to look out for a bad, bad behavior, it's going to be the same, right, effort that you take on to look on uh, uh, and look forward to some uh, good behavior, behavior that is uh, coming out from your dogs or from your child, right? And if that's so, why don't we spend... Uh, you know a good amount of time looking for good right and click on the good behavior and by doing so right as the uh, rule of thumb as the uh, what I call that the rule of thumb in training right if I want the behavior to keep repeating what do I do I make it fun I make it rewarding I make it exciting and that behavior will start coming back over and over again because it is matched by a clicker to feedback that that behavior is correct Right, or there's uh, a reinforcement that's being uh, put in to encourage that behavior to keep coming back. Right, so this is what I want to basically bring to your attention. So, so if that is the case, then why don't we all spend the energy right to look at the right behavior? I give you an example. Right, for example, we are all sitting. Let's say we visit our friends, and then we go to a a, a place where um, our friend's house we have dogs. Right, so immediately when you enter the home, I'm sure the dog will come up and greets you. What they do is that they will jump on you, right? And I and and me as a personal, uh, uh, even as a trainer, I myself will tell myself very importantly is to help the dog to do the right stuff. So what I will do, I will stand at the door and let the dog jumps and try to greet me, right? Uh, and there's nothing wrong, right? Just that's the way he wanted to reach to my face and to just to maybe smell my face and just to want to greet me uh, because he's welcoming a new guest. So what I will do, I will wait for the moment where he can no longer stand on both legs and when he uh, drops to the ground on four feet, that's why I will come down and say, good boy, and I mark again with a good boy and I will be starting to reward the dog on four feet on the ground and not jumping up and getting my attention. So what I'm trying to do is that I'm actually catching the right behavior instead of spending the behavior, uh, the time you know, to reprimand for the for the dog for jumping on me. Like for example, I'll say no, or I will be pushing the dog away, or I will be kicking the dog away, for example. Right? All these are reinforcement. These are all feedback. These are all uh, what we call 
something that you should not be doing, right? Because all this fits into the dog's uh, knowledge that by doing so, I am going to get attention for the uh, for the for the owner or for the people, right? If that is so, that behavior will keep coming back and you will be keep surfacing, right? So what I will do, as I mentioned, right, I will wait for the moment where he the dog will just you know no longer be able to stand on both legs as the instantaneous motion a moment where he will just drop to the ground is where I will say good boy and I will come down to the level of the dog and I will greet him uh, happily right so in that case I'm going to bring the attention to the dog right you do not need to jump on the human the human is going to come down and give you the same sets of uh, attention that you are all looking for as a dog right and that hopefully will encourage my dog uh, my friend's dog to stop jumping on people and then he will still be getting what he wants, right? That is the attention for the human uh, uh, by doing so, right? And what we, have, what we have done also is that we are teaching ourselves, you know, to turn away from uh, only staring at the bad behavior, but looking for the good and then rewarding the dog by feedbacking, telling the dog that this is the right behavior and to do so, right? And then we will be able to use the clicker if you have it to say, to click right with a click sound or you can use what we call a verbal clicker marker where we use the word yes to mark that behavior so now let's look at the uh, next step right which is the uh, number five right the simple number five is to put a cue to the behavior what do i mean by putting a cue to the behavior after we have uh, taught our dog uh, to capture that behavior and to tell him or feedback to him that what is the actual behavior uh, that is earning that reward. For example, again, we go back to the example of the seats, right? So what we are clicking for, again, is the instantaneous motion where the butt hits the ground where I will click. And that tells the dog that the behavior of sitting, putting the butt on the ground brings the uh, reward, right? So that's exactly what you want. So how do we capture that behavior? So what again, uh, in, in, my, in my personal belief, uh, I, I'm looking at a few, uh, a few things uh, when I do a dog training, right? I'm looking at a physical cue, which is hand signal. I'm um, looking at uh, email verbal cue as what I mentioned by using your voice to mark that. So these are the two critical components that I think in the training is, is something that we can depend on. And I do believe dogs learn a lot by seeing, right? So the physical cue becomes important. Right, so uh, what is a physical cue physical of a seat? Right, so what you can do is that you can show your palm facing the dog and then I want you to have a scoop, instantaneous motion from the ground all the way up to your chest, right, with the elbow bent, right, and what you are showing right now to the dog is the back of your hand, right, so that will be a physical motion of a seat. So what I'll do, and I will right now want to put the behavior on the cue. So, uh, so what I will do is that I will just basically teach the dog to follow that hand signal and if I show the palm to the dog and in one scoop, if I will flick up towards my chest with my elbow bend, showing you the back of the hand and then if you goes for a sit with the butt hitting the ground, you will be matched with a clicker and then the reward will happen. So I will do this a few times. After a few times, the dog will learn that this actual physical cue will basically will be able to then uh, cue it for a sit position that I have just I have been taught. I've been teaching the dog for the past few uh, sessions, right? So that is what we mean by putting a cue. And then, of course, by moving a step forward, you can then put the cue in terms of a verbal cue, right? So uh, if I want to put a verbal cue into a equation or into a training system, what I will do is that I will put the verbal cue in the beginning of the exercise. So for example, I will just say, sit, 
right with a verbal cue then i will follow through with a physical cue which means the palm face the dog and again an instantaneous scoop motion all the way up to my shoulder and with an elbow head uh, elbow bend with my back or my hand facing the dog and then if the dog goes for a sit again right then he will hear a clicker and then he will get his reward so if i do this again over multiple time of uh, five sets of 10 sets of 15 sets of 20 right eventually the dog will just do the sit right uh, either by the barbecue or by the physical cue they are put into place right and this is how you can put a cue onto the exercise and i think that this is going to be very interesting and i hope you will have time to look at uh, both how both the uh, physical cue as, the, as in terms of physical uh, hand signal and how the verbal cue can basically help you in the training okay so let's look at the last step of these uh, clicker six simple clicker training uh, tips right simple step the last one is actually called shaping right so what is shaping right the practice of shaping is also known as a successive or approximation right it's not and in and of itself a method of uh, managing inappropriate behavior right instead it is a method that assists you in get in setting goals for the behavior for a certain animal shaping will provide guidance and direction for your behavior change program it will assist you uh, as it will help you to assess it effectively and it assists you in changing and behavior that you don't want and to create an appropriate behavior that is not yet in the animal's repertoire Right, so what do I mean by that? So shaping is one of the uh, final steps of what clicker training is all about. And shaping takes a lot of patience. Right? And you need to start shaping using uh, in, a, in an environment that you have the least distraction. Right? So I will be saying maybe in your room, uh, even uh, in, your, in your house, right? not going to be in your yard or even in an outside environment. Because uh, you are going to fight uh, with so many distraction uh, from the uh, from from the from the external, right? So goes to a, a, a place where you can control the external stimuli, right? Which there's less uh, distraction uh, providing uh, to the dog, so that you can get the dog to basically concentrate on what you want, right? Shaping is a important exercise which will help you uh, to break breaks down, right? The behavior into smaller steps or smaller responses. And then to build towards the final desired response that you want, right? That, that is what you want to do. So let's take an example, right? Let's say we want to train our dog to get into a crate, right, on his own, right? Uh, crate training again uh, is something that is key uh, because uh, uh, the dog will love to have a shelter of his own uh, that he can basically retreat when he has enough of the human being, right? He can go or a puppy that needs a lot of sleep, he will basically goes in to find a nice place where he's safe. And then he can rest and recharge to be able to then coming back to the owner for more fun, more love, more attention, right? So we call it the TLC, right? Tender loving care. So that's that's going to be a, a very important place uh, that I, I believe as a as a trainer, uh, a good place for the dog to basically retreat so that he can then uh, regroup what is going on in the situation, and then he can then uh, recharge his energy so that he can be again have the confidence to face towards the behavior or the situation that he's facing at home right so so again let's look at clicker training uh sorry uh shape uh what we call crit training so let's take example for the first step uh for this crit training uh using the shaping technique what i will do is that i will remove the top cover of the of the crate so what i do i will just show the crate to the dog right and if my dog takes notice of the clip 
of the crate right what i will do is that i will mark with a clicker right so right right now the first a small successful approximation i'm looking at is when the dog has interest on the crate right the moment he sees the crate he hears the marker click and then the food will happen so and then i will wait after the second try then i wait for him to turn back and look at the crate and I'll click again and I'll pay him the second time. I'll do that for three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times, eight times, nine times, ten times. Then when I'm able to see that he's giving me very readily, then I will be uh, increasing the criteria. So now the next right, approximate uh, uh, behavior that I want would be, I want now my dog to take the effort to move towards the crate, right, to show interest that he's going to the crate. So what I will do this time, right, on the 11th time, right, for the sake of discussion, uh, I will not click for any lens glancing over to the crate, right? And uh, and this time my dog will basically glance over and then look at the crate and then you turn back to me. Hey, I just did what you just told me to, but you did not click. What is going on, right? That sets the dog into what we call a a a, a moment of thinking, right? So what the dog will now think, okay, is there something else that he can do? So what I suggest, uh, what I would think, if you leave it to the dog, you will be taking a step towards the crate. That's where I will click for the that I will click for that behavior that I want. I want the interest for him to get nearer to the crate. So as it goes nearer, I will click and I pay. Uh, as it goes to the crate again, I'll click and I'll pay. Right. So again, I'll do this for the five time, the six time, the seven time, the eight time, the nine time, the ten time. Right. And now the criteria is every time he goes to the crate, right, he will be matched with a, a clicker to tell him that this is the behavior that I want now, from now on, right, that is the desired behavior and that is the small uh, segment that I want the dog to get it right now. So only by going to the crate, he will get his behavior, right, and again, if I can get a good uh, approximate 10 out of 10 try, then again, I will change the next behavior. Next behavior will be I want the dog to enter into the crate step into the crate right this time i will again wait for the dog to give me that behavior he goes he will go, he will runs towards the crate he will be smelling the crate there's no clicker coming about because remember our next step is for him to step in so this time i'll be aiming for maybe the first paw i will click and i'll pay right so as i increase the criteria it will be the second paw and i'll click and pay that will be the third paw will be the fourth paw right so i increase the criteria after multiple uh, rewards going into him right and then eventually I want the dog to be fully into the crate right with four feet right this is the next criteria that I'm aiming for right but I goes by segment of maybe giving me the first paw right and then I will reward the dog heavily and then comes with the second paw the third paw and the fourth paw right eventually I want the dog to come in with four paws right and that's how he's going to uh, gain his uh, 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 reinforcement so now we need to look at to the next stage of shaping, right? So this time I want the dog to go into the crate and I expect maybe a sit behavior or a down behavior, right? So depending on how good your dog is or how responsive your dog is, whether it is a sit or it's a down, it's not going to be detrimental. But this time I want the dog to go into the crate and then goes into the rest position, right? So again, I will let him see the crate. I will let him go to the crate and investigate. I want him to go into the crate, but again, this time, the criteria has changed, right? And we will no longer, no longer click for the entering of the crate. So what I'll be waiting for is that he will go in, he will do again do his uh, doggy, doggy thing, right? He will smell the crate, he will be investigating, and eventually, you know, he will give me a sit or a down. That's where I will click for that. So again, I'm going to wait for the five times, the sixth time, 
the seventh time, the eighth time, the ninth time, at the tenth time of the sit or down, and it will be heavily rewarded and matched with a click, and then a reward coming forward, right? And this is what I want, right? And then the last stage, right? The last stage will be I will put a queue, right, into the crate training. So I will then say, okay, crate, and I wait for the dog to run into the crate and then go for that down or that sit that I've just learned. Uh, a criteria that has been holding on uh, during my shaping exercise, right? So if that is successfully done, then the dog is already uh, being successfully trained through shaping concept, right? And that is going to be very important. So uh, in, in shaping, it's going to be very interesting because it will be able to help you to do a lot more things that you don't think is possible to train a dog, right? For example, people will be training the dog to go inside a small box with a forefeet on it. Right, so there's something that you can done by shaping, right? You also can do things like you want your dog to basically, you know, uh, uh, let's say he just you just want him to uh, lie flat, you know, on side of his body. So what we do, we again goes by approximation using the shaping concept, uh, and then allow the dog to learn by uh, uh by by approximating by giving uh step by step going into that uh, relaxed position that you want, right? And that is the beauty of uh, clicker training. I hope you like it. So in conclusion, right? Um, again, we are looking into a few things. Uh, we are looking into the basic animal uh, uh, learning concept, which is the ABC. It just happened to be in the correct uh, matching order, right? And we work on the framework as below, right? So A plus B equals to C, right? So if the consequence is positive, right? The behavior will be increased and the frequency is likely to be repeated, right? So if the consequence is negative, Right, the behavior will de decrease and its frequency and it's unlikely to be repeated. So this is very important. So I use a clicker as a marker to mark for the correct behavior. Right, and we have shared with you the six step, right, uh, or the six simple step to a successful clicker training. So uh, let's look at that again. Right, what are the six simple steps right, that we have been uh, discussing for a while? Right, so number one, right, so we are looking at uh, for example, the very first one, understand the basic of animal learning, which just now we have just discussed uh, what is the learning concept of ABC, right? And then the number two, right? We learn how to capture a precise behavior, right? And then followed by, we powering up the clicker using the classical conditioning concept, right? And the fourth thing, we learn how to click on a correct behavior, right? And then the last, uh, the fifth thing, sorry, not the last, the fifth thing, we will put a cue to the behavior and the last thing that we have done is the art of shaping, right? So I hope uh, you have learned something today, right? I hope that you will try to do that with your, with your dog because uh, it's clicker training is going to be something so interesting, right? It is a response system of the animal, right? And we want you through using through positive reinforcement uh, to train your dog so that he can become a thinking animal and he will find ways to make you pay them. So that is the ultimate I want you to, to get from this uh, this successful clicker training. Uh, it's all about. It's all about, again, getting your dog to be a thinking animal. Right? So I hope you learn something and I don't want you to uh, not go into training your dog to be a passive animal. Right? Uh, they are not horses. Right? Horses basically allows you waiting for you to pull the leash left or right before he advance to left or right. Right? But our dogs, right, they are capable of doing even more than that. So if you have a thinking animal, I tell you, your life is going to be so much fun because your dog is always constantly finding ways to make you pay, right? Because he is always looking to do something 
that will be in your reward zone because don't forget these are the behavior they are teaching before he's going to keep repeating that and to then force you to pay them isn't that interesting right so i hope you like it and i will see you on our next show thanks uh, we would like to have some uh, feedback uh, for our podcast and you can do so at uh, podchaser.com right and again uh, you can leave your feedback at podchaser.com uh, please give us some feedback on our show so that we can learn how to improve ourselves uh, and to even talk on some topic that is uh, of more concern uh, to you right uh, and we hopefully you can give us some uh, positive feedback i'm sure we will be able to make a, a better show in the future once again you can find us at pups.com.sg which is p-u-p-s pups has a trainer academy to nurture train educate and motivate all trainers to better equip ourselves with skill knowledge experience to ensure continuous education keep abreast of the field of dog training. Pups Dog Training, we provide Puppy 101, Pet Dog and Dog Sport Training. And our flagship program, our Dog Obedience Life Skill Program, and also the Puppy Fundamentals Obedience Classes and Puppy Fundamental Agility Classes and a Behavioral Consulting. Thanks again for listening to our podcast and we hope you like it and I'll see you again in our next podcast. Thanks, see you yeah.